0: Coming up on this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society, is 2023 the year we finally get a Kirby Air Ride Game & Watch? It's dangerous to go alone, so the Nintendo Cartridge Society goes with ya. Welcome to Nintendo Cartridge Society. My name is Patrick Ellers, and I am joined as I am always joined by my co-host, Mark Mitchell. Mark, how's it going?
1: It's going great. Patrick, I, I feel the need to explain myself to you. <laughs> Already? Yeah, I know. It's a dangerous <laughs> beginning. So uh-huh. you, you came over uh, to my house to record this episode, and you haven't said anything about it, and I think it's because you're just being polite, but you had to have noticed that um, our Christmas tree is still up.
0: Oh no, I didn't really notice. <laughs> oh good. Oh, it just blended in. It just yeah, it just like faded into the. You try. You were traveling around the holidays. Okay. You've been back for. Oh, okay. back for a day and then went back to work. <laughs> I'm, I it doesn't surprise me at all that your Christmas tree is still up.
1: Okay, great. I Slash thought I, I
0: didn't even notice. Uh-huh. I'm not an observant person. <laughs> I won't notice when you get your haircut or if you're wearing a new shirt. <laughs> Okay. i won't notice when your christmas tree
1: is up. i was super <laughs> self-conscious about it clearly since i wanted to talk about it so i'm wearing a uh i'm wearing like a green sweater right now yes and earlier i was wearing red sweatpants and i was like no no this is it's too much if yeah. the christmas tree is up patrick comes over mm-hmm. the tree is up i'm wearing red and green i'll just Never be able to explain this away. Well,
0: let me, now I have to ask, are you, like, still in Christmas mode? No,
1: not at all. Okay, you're over it. Yeah, it will, so uh, before we left, my husband was like, uh, we should, we should, like, take down all the Christmas, like, the Christmas tree. Yeah. So when we get back, it's taken down, and I was like, no, like, I don't want to do that. That felt kind of like a bummer, and now that we're back, I'm like, wow, I really wish we would have done that.
0: It's hard though cuz like taking down Christmas before Christmas is no fun it Feels whatsoever. really
1: grinchy. It
0: is. Yeah. There's a time and a place for de and it is not before Christmas. <laughs> it's arguably not even before New Year's.
1: Also it was like raining and yeah. who, wanted, who wants to like
0: put away the Christmas tree like go in, go to the garage when it's raining? No, no thank you. No 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 no. That is a task that you I mean you better get on it though because it's going to rain again this weekend. I know. Look, we're not doing the weather report. We've evolved beyond the weather report. Speaking of things that we have evolved beyond, the Sonic Sonic Forces borrowing program uh, is coming to an end. It is becoming the Sonic Forces owning program. Would you like to own my copy of Sonic Forces or my copy of Untitled Goose Game in a Sonic Forces box? Well, you can. All you got to do is email us at nintendocartridgesociety at gmail.com and get your name on the list. If uh, you have previously put your name on the list, it is still there, uh, but if you would like to email us again, I'll put your name on the list again. I don't care. We will randomly select... Uh, every All entries must be in by January 31st, uh, after which time we will randomly select two people to get those two copies of those games, and then we will not send them out anymore. That'll be it. That'll be the one time they go out, they will find a new forever home.
1: That's right. And like you said last uh, on Tuesday, Patrick, like... Uh... If the those winners want to start their own Sonic Forces borrowing program with that copy,
0: absolutely. There, look, there's there are just as there were no rules to the Sonic Forces borrowing program, there are no rules to the Sonic Forces owning program either. Um, and Mark, here's one rule that we did have that I'm blowing away. It's gone now. International entrants are welcome and encouraged to put their name in. There you go. I will send this game anywhere on planet Earth. As long as there's a mailing address that I could do it. Consider Uh, it a threat. (laughs) That's right. Find the furthest away place that I could mail (laughs) it to. (laughs) Set up a P.O. box and I will send it there. Mark, are you ready to get into it uh, and discuss what we're going to see from Nintendo in 2023? Yeah, let's do it. Now, Mark, in in the past, we've done prediction episodes. Right? Yes, where we've we,
1: gazed into our crystal balls. That's,
0: we gaze in the crystal balls. We employ psychic type poke, Pokemon. We do all these things where we're like we're trying to figure out. We're trying to guess. We're trying to game it out. Um, and sometimes we are making guesses that we're like, we, well, yeah, I think this is going to happen. And sometimes we're just like wish casting into the future. Um, Mark, what we're going to do today, I feel like is neither. We are going to look at cold, hard facts. There are no psychics being employed here. No, no, uh, talismans that can see into alternate timelines. Nothing. We We've
1: removed those from
0: our bodies. They're gone. Normally <laughs> they, we're always wearing them always, but for the purposes of this recording ejected. Out into the airlock, because we're astronauts now, we're scientists, we're a couple different kinds of mathematicians, we have looked at the data, and we are going to, to the best of our ability, talk about what Nintendo's year is going to look like, and Mark, there's a surprising amount of information out there.
1: Yes, but I, you know, as there is a surprising amount of information out there, but there are still gaps, Huge I would gaps. say. Huge
0: yeah. I mean realistically the entire latter half of the year is a huge question mark but I, I I just I think we've got so much information that can sort of steer us through if nothing else the next six months with relative certainty and clarity
1: yeah I I agree with you Patrick and I think you know every year like you said we've you know tried to make guesses and always online there are always like rumors of stuff always happening. rumors and, yeah but uh, when you look, Like, we're going to with our science minds at the cold, hard facts.
0: That's right. Like, Nintendo's pretty consistent in what they do. Normally, we're Matthew McConaughey in contact. Uh, Yes. Right now, we're Jodie Foster in contact. Oh, man. Living the dream. (laughs) I mean, she's hanging out in that large satellite array, just, like, listening to space. Nobody believing her. Oh, man. But Tom Skerritt's going to get blown up. She's going to go into space. It'll be fine. Um... All right. Should we start with, so we've we broken things out into like well, things we know with dates, things we know with just sort of general windows, uh, and then there's a bunch of questions, right? Uh, and we will pose the questions. We will occasionally try to answer some of the questions. Yeah, maybe form a hypothesis that can later be That can be proven tested. Dispro- yes, that's proven. right. The scientific method. We're going to apply it all. Mark, remember your eighth grade chemistry because we're going to use all of it. Um. All right. Uh. Let's start at uh, even uh, tomorrow. By the time this uh this episode uh, comes out, uh, we're talking about the very first thing on Nintendo's release calendar for this year. That is the amiibo for Sephiroth and Kazuya coming out January thirteenth. Um. As you know, I have one of these pre-ordered. Uh. And the Sephiroth amiibo will be arriving to my house. GameStop says on the fourteenth. All right. I'm excited to have it.
1: Yeah. Do you think you'll display it
0: with your cloud amiibo? Uh, put it in the same box in the bedroom as the. Yeah, you know what? I, I, right now, I've got the. Uh, you know, I've got my little display case with sixteen amiibo in it. I currently have three amiibo just sitting on top. They are the Splatoon three amiibo. I may put them in a box so I can mm. put the Cloud mm-hmm. and Sephiroth amiibo up there.
1: Well, also in January, not that far away at this point at all, is uh, Fire Emblem Engage releasing on January twentieth. Patrick, what is your sense of the temperature on this game? Because I can't I can't really tell if people are hot on it or
0: not. So, the people who are hot on it are the Fire Emblem people. Mm-hmm. Um and I think FEF's Fire Emblem freaks, Fire Emblem freaks are all about it, um which you you may think, well, Patrick, isn't that always true? Aren't the Fire Emblem freaks always hot on Fire Emblem? Um and i think the answer is yes um but i it, that doesn't make me any less. i'm i consider myself a uh, late in life uh, fire emblem freak an l i l f e f um so yeah i'm 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 way into it i'm uh, it seems like this is going to be more of a uh, straight down the barrel fire emblem game uh not really inventing new systems of uh like socializing or romance or uh, you know, missing the sort of uh, over school overlay of Fire Emblem Three Houses, and maybe even missing some of the uh, like generational overlay of um, awakenings. Uh, so uh, it may not be for everyone, but I'm I'm very excited about. Do
1: this we game. know if like romances and you know like marriages and stuff like that are in this game, or do we not know that yet?
0: I don't know. I know that the people who've gotten like early access to the game are uh, pretty heavily. Um, embargoed on uh, how deep into the game they can discuss and usually romance and stuff like that in fire emblem takes a while to mm-hmm. uh really get going so i have i've not heard much about that most of the early impressions i've seen are about the combat and the um the emblem slash like ring system of uh summoning characters from previous games into this game uh and like the political drama that like starts in the first couple chapters and all of that people are very high on um, so yeah, I don't I I I I I will happily be the explorer uh and let you know uh if I encounter romance, you know, after chapter 6 or whatever that yeah. people can't talk about now. Yeah,
1: I mean, I feel like yeah, we probably won't have to wait that long. The game is out basically a week from now and Oh, yeah, did we say January
0: 20th? January 20th, and likely it'll leak before that, so we'll probably yeah, have a ton of these details. What a great point. Um, uh, Then let's move on to February. In February uh, February 14th, uh, we've got uh, Blanc, uh, which is that, like, doe and fox indie game that we've seen a couple times. It's a uh, co-op kind of adventure where you have to control these two different animals, like, surviving in the woods. Looks really cute. Seems like it might be, like sad in a like artsy kind of way um mark will you play this game with me <laughs> oh that'd be fun yeah let's do it yeah uh and then also
1: uh Theat rhythm final bar line releases on february 17th that's like the square enix final fantasy well really just like square enix greatest hits yeah. rpg um music
0: rhythm game that is coming out on the 17th. Multi-platform this time. Yeah, coming out on, on everything. Uh, the next date that we have on here, also February 17th, is Super Nintendo World opens at Universal Studios Hollywood. So soon. Uh very soon. Mark, I'm I'm excited about this. Uh, me too. Uh, I I feel like you and I are gonna go too many times. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it I think that could be very possible. Can I tell you, I'm excited there's, you know, the big ride. Is the uh, Bowser's Challenge like Mario Kart ride? Yes.
0: The thing I'm most excited about yeah. is
1: eating at Toad's Cafe.
0: Okay, what does Toad's Cafe have that you're excited to eat? I... Do they have booze at Toad's Cafe. I don't know. Universal don't... is a boozy park.
1: <laughs> it is. It is. I feel like I'm gonna guess. Uh, I actually I was gonna say no,
0: but I have no idea. I mean, it's 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 gotta like Hogwarts has Hogwarts, the Harry Potter uh, uh-huh. land that has that has booze. Uh, Jurassic Park has booze. Simpsons is like too boozy. I think I it's got it's got to have alcohol. I
1: there's not like a one specific food thing that I'm interested in. It's like I just want to be there for the atmosphere.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want that too. I also want to go into that merch shop. Yes, uh because there's there is something in there that I will be a sucker for for sure. Yeah, super excited for
1: that. Uh, Also in February, Kirby Return to Dreamland Deluxe releases February 24th. This is a remake of the 2011 Wii game that includes four player co op.
0: Um, I never played this game. Yeah, me neither. Um, it it uh, it's you know like you said, it's a four player co op game. Um, that came out on the Wii in 2011. Um, and so I, I think for me, the reason I never uh, touched this game is that that is such a late Wii game. Um, that's uh, a Skyward Sword came out uh, one month later. Oh, that's so um, crazy. So like, yeah, think about that era of of the Wii where it's like. There's nothing really that you want to play, and then, like, a Kirby game comes out. You, you know, it's understandable that you passed, right? Um, just like it's understandable that I passed. Uh, but, yeah, this is a, a remake of that game. And when they showed it off at uh, the September Direct um, last year, uh, they, they're they doing something with the the – are they called sub-games? We did a whole mini games. We did a whole, on it. I, I know. I think. I
1: think we landed on sub games.
0: I think that's right. Right. Sub games, mini games, whatever they uh-huh. are. Um, this either has like a more robust collection of them, or it's like, you remember that? That was like something that they placed like front and center in the trailer. For yeah. Uh-huh. Um. So, I mean, it may be worth checking out just for that. I don't know.
1: I. I mean, and after Kirby and the Forgotten Land and our like Kirby month from last March, yeah. like I am really high on all things Kirby. And plus, you and I have been threatening to do some sort of, like, co-op month or something, and so maybe this is just, like, another entry for us to uh, tackle. I mean,
0: I I honestly think February might be it, because we could play Blanc, we could play Kirby, uh, uh, Kirby, first of all, we had a whole conversation about this before we started recording, the name of the game is actually Kirby's uh, Possessive Return to Dreamland Deluxe. Um, sometimes Kirby games are possessive and sometimes they are not. Yeah. Um, this, I, I wrote it up in our notes as not possessive, but it is, and I've just made that correction now. (laughs) Um, so yeah, we could do, uh, we could do Blanc. We could do Kirby's Return to Dreamland, both new in, uh, February. And then, uh, we could also do It Takes Two and Portal Two. Huh. That's a whole month we could do (laughs) of... Just pitching ideas to you on, <laughs> something, on, on yeah, Mike. something to
1: think about. Also in February, I'm doubling up Octopath Traveler 2, also released on February 24th. This is another multi-platform release.
0: Uh, and I, I made a a note here, um, further down, um, that both with Theatrhythm Final Bar Line and Octopath Traveler 2, these are the first times that these games are like games in this series are being released on non Nintendo platforms. Um, uh, it, uh, they may, uh, Octopath Traveler is on other stuff now, but it didn't launch like day and date there. Um, Switch, or in the case of Theatrhythm, um, uh, DS and 3DS had first crack at those games. Uh, so it's, it's interesting that these sort of like smaller scale things that, uh, Square Enix is doing, and then later we'll discuss with, um, uh, Capcom, uh, that was sort of relegated to the Switch is now like on everything. Yeah.
1: That I is interesting.
0: I, I don't know what to make of it uh, exactly, but it's happening. Uh, then in March, we've got Bayonetta Origins, Cereza, and the Lost Demon coming out March t- uh, 17th. And then also
1: Fitness Boxing, Fist of the North Star, which doesn't have any specific date, but was just announced as March 2023.
0: Uh, and the single biggest laugh for me of the uh, last Nintendo Direct Definitely. was Fitness Boxing, Fist of the North Star. Uh, then we move into April, and Mark... What's the big thing happening in April? Super Mario Brothers movie. The Super Mario Brothers movie coming out April 7th. Uh, I, I can't believe that that's a movie that's actually coming out. Like, it's going to exist in the world. We I know. will have seen it.
1: Yeah. Have it, we've, I feel like uh, it's been looming out there for so long. And there was such a long period where we didn't know anything about it. Right. Um. Yeah, it'll be... I hesitate to say that I'm, like, looking forward to it. But I think it'll be fun.
0: Yeah, I think it'll be fun, too. I no longer dread it. Yeah. Uh, so, a- April 7th, not too long from now. And then also in April, the Mega Man Battle Network Legacy Collections Volumes 1 and 2 are coming out on April 14th. These are also multi-platform, sort of falling into that same bucket uh, as before. All of the Battle Network games were uh, GBA, uh, DS, 3DS. Um. So, uh, I mean... Not only is it interesting that they're on non-Nintendo platforms, but that they're coming to, you know, non-handheld platforms, too. That's all uh, new and novel.
1: And then in May, of course, The Legend of Zelda, Tears of the Kingdom, May 12th. Uh,
0: which, I mean, look, uh, this is an even bigger deal, obviously, than the Super Mario Brothers movie. <laughs> We've had it hanging over our heads for even longer. How are you feeling about uh, Tears of the Kingdom at this juncture i'm really excited
1: but i uh, i feel like i don't really know what i'm excited for yeah we don't really know what we're excited for yeah so just waiting for that big tears of the kingdom blow out do you think it makes may 12th any possibility yeah, of delay
0: i i think i think it makes it it's we've been living in this world of like the game exists and like we slowly know more about it like you know i think we've uh, we there was the original introductory trailer and we've gotten two more since then uh and i just feel like uh they've held off on a release date or release window for so long that uh you know now that they have said may 12th that like it's going to hit that it also
1: just in video games in general feels like 2023 is the year that all the stuff that kind of got delayed because of covid or had weird you know like uh release stuff happened sure are fine it's like so finally we're like finally catching up yeah. yeah
0: um i think that's right uh and yeah it'll it'll be super interesting to see uh what this game actually is we uh, you know there was that leak a couple weeks ago of a switch oled edition um with tears of the kingdom graphics on the dock and on the back of the switch and the uh joy con so we don't know if that's real or not but, uh, you know, if it's coming out May 12th, we'll know uh, pretty soon whether it's real or not. There was also a uh, an ad for Tears of the Kingdom that, again, we don't know if it, it was real or not, that had the Nintendo Switch Online logo on it, um, which, does that uh, suggest some sort of online functionality for the game? Oh, weird. Or what? Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it's t- truly we don't know what the moment to moment of the game is. We don't know how linear it is. We don't know if there is a multiplayer. Comp- can we be running around Hyrule together, um, or is it just a Hyrule Battle Royale? And is that what it is? Like it's just a Zelda Fortnite? All, po- all-, all possible at this point. Totally could happen at this point. Totally could happen. Mark, that's sort of the end of what we have like solid release dates for. Um, but we there's a handful of games that uh, I are of interest to us that have a um, generic 2023 uh, release date. Uh, so let's kind of run down the the, these, the list of these games.
1: Yeah, so st- starting with Final Fantasy Pixel remasters, which are supposed to come out
0: spring 2023, uh, I am kind of bummed that I missed the the physical release, the pre-order of this. I'm still gonna try uh like once they come to to retailers like maybe they'll maybe they're coming to retailers they were only available on Square Enix's website um yeah it wasn't clear to me
1: if that's like exclusive to Square Enix's website or if they actually will
0: have a great question copies in stores um you certainly can't pre-order them from stores at the moment uh, uh another uh, 2023 game we've got on here is Disney Illusion Island this is that is this an Ubisoft game I don't think so. It just looks like uh, the the Rayman games, right? Um, but yeah, it's a uh, four up to four player um, Mickey, Donald, Goofy, mini um, platforming game. Uh, looks looks very cool. I'm excited about that one. Also coming to Switch and other
1: platforms like staggered through 2023 is Hogwarts Legacy. Um, so it's releasing for PlayStation 5, Xbox Series consoles, and PC in February. And then in April, it's releasing for PlayStation Four and Xbox One, and then finally in July, it's scheduled to release on Switch.
0: Uh, weird staggered release date here. I don't know if it's gonna hurt it at all. Like, right? I, I mean, it's it's the first like big kind of legit um uh Harry Potter uh, content that I, I think anyone cares at all about. Right? Like, um, those Fantastic Beast movies are like right, like no, yeah. no one is is paying attention. Um, so it'll be interesting to see uh, where, where how that all lands. Um, next up, uh, we've got Sea of Stars coming out summer 2023. Sea of Stars is the uh, turn-based chrono-trigger-like RPG from the developers of The Messenger. Um, technically in the same universe as The Messenger, but it seems like they are could be separated by hundreds of years or whatever. Uh, I'm very excited for this one. Oxenfree 2 Lost Signals sometime in 2023. Also sometime in 2023, Front Mission 2 Remake. Fatal Frame, Mask of the Lunar Eclipse. Tales of Symphonia Remastered.
1: Star Wars Hunters, which got it's like that uh MOBA, that Star Wars or like
0: Is it a MOBA? Is that what it know, is? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it, it it definitely is it seems like they're using maybe second string uh Star Wars characters uh-huh. in some sort of action game multiplayer. Uh yeah, I don't I don't know. This yeah. this one looks ignorable to me. But it, you know, it could it could be a surprise. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up, okay, forgive me for even inv- inv- invoking its name, Hollow Knight, Silk Song. Ah, uh, yes the the sports story of Hollow Knight. <laughs> that's that's correct. Um, Nintendo's website says 2023. So, is it going to come out this year? Who are we to call them liars? I I'm not about to call them liars. Well, here's something that they
1: are not lying about, but maybe omitting: Pikmin Four. Yeah. It was revealed uh, in fabulous Miyamoto fashion to be releasing in 2023 during the last Nintendo Direct, but it's not even on Nintendo's website yet. Not listed on the and website. And it was revealed in the most bizarre way where it was like one, re- one screenshot yes. where Miyamoto was like, look how close the camera can get or something
0: like that. Yeah, that's he was saying that, like, this one will be told from a slightly different perspective, where the camera will be closer. um, Which, like, you just gotta love that Nintendo can have this perspective of, like, here's something really minor, and it's, like, the, the selling point of the game. And which we're not going to show you video of. No. You get a single still frame. So, we d- Pikmin 4 is obviously a game that's been uh, rumored to be near completion for a very long time. um, And... I don't I do do you feel like Miyamoto uh saying like this game is coming out next year? Do you think that that's do we miss 2023 with that? Does it move off that date or do you think like they're going to land it sometime during the year? Yeah, I I truthfully have no idea. Yeah, it could go either way. It's just the the fact that cuz that that segment of the direct was so bizarre uh-huh. that he showed off his Pikmin shirt. He showed off uh, his Pikmin Bloom, like, on his phone, showing us where he'd been walking. Uh, a Cardi Award-winning segment that's true. of uh, <laughs> that's the true. Nintendo Direct. Um, and then said, oh, yeah, by the way, Pikmin 4 is real, and here's a logo. And that's it. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I, I, I really don't know what to make of Pikmin 4. It must have at some point been rebooted, I feel like, yeah, because it was think. in the works for so long. Um it'll be interesting to see how it takes advantage of the switch or doesn't like you know yeah. if they choose to do something um uh I don't know i I guess I don't really know that what you could do with the switch or like the joy con that you couldn't do on the wii or on the wii u or i'm geez i mean I guess
0: the first one was a First two GameCube, were GameCube yeah. games, right? Yeah, and then remade on the Wii using uh, pointer controls. Yeah. Um, but, like, they made improvements to Pikmin 3 in Pikmin 3 Deluxe that did take advantage of some of the things that are more inherent to the Switch, like multiplayer. So, yeah, I don't know. Uh, it, it'll, it will be very interesting. And also just, like, the... uh, e- I was going to say emphasis on, but the only information we got is that the, it's from a slightly different camera angle, um, which maybe suggests that it is less about, like, managing a bunch of pikmin and maybe more about like you are the pikmin you are the pikmin i mean or even just like you are the olimar like you know running around um mm-hmm. and you have like maybe fewer pikmin at your command that are you know it's you have to manage them more specifically i don't know um uh, and then we know that uh amiibo wise we've got uh, pyra and mithra amiibo um that are coming out in 2023 at some point we've seen the uh the build for these things but we don't have any kind of date as to when they're going to come out and but we do know
1: that there is some first party dlc coming in 2023 kind of a lot of it so we have the mario kart 8 deluxe booster course passes wave four through six are all due out before the end of the year just kind of like completing it do you think it's possible that they pull a um, like Smash Brothers. Holy cow. Fighter Pass where
0: they're like, and now, and now, here's, here's even more. Here's Booster Course Pass 2. Yeah. I, I kind of don't. It's so much, this is so much content. It, it, okay, this would be like if the Fighters Pass in Smash Brothers had 76 characters in it, right? Like, that's, <laughs> they're adding so much content. Yeah, there is so much. It, they're doubling the number of tracks.
1: And the game is already, Huge. Uh, has such a, big legacy. Yes, you know.
0: Yeah. yeah. I, the Mario Kart 8 Deluxe already has uh 50% more tracks than other like recent Mario Kart games. So like the fact that then that is being doubled uh means it's got, you know, 300% as many tracks <laughs> as uh, Mario Kart 7, right? Like just, it's it's it boggles the mind. Um so yeah, it, it those those are all going to come out by the end of this year. Um, Mark, do you think we'll get those, like, quarterly, or, like, you think they're going to really, like, tease us out all the way to the end of the year? I, w- I
1: genuinely don't know what cadence these original ones came out, but they seem to be on an about quarterly uh, yeah, basis, right? Yeah, they, they,
0: they were about quarterly. So, yeah, yeah
1: I, I would think that it's about the same, and we really do get it spread out through the rest of the year. Yeah, uh,
0: I mean, I, I, I suspect that that means we will likely be done by, like, September, October, or something mm-hmm. like that. Um, next up, Splatoon 3's, quote large scale paid DLC is on the horizon here somewhere. We don't know what the what it is or when it would come out, um, but Nintendo did say that they were going to do it. Um, but we can mark we can look at the history here because Splatoon two also got large scale paid DLC in the form of the Octo expansion. Octo expansion came out in June twenty eighteen, which is eleven months after re- the release of Splatoon two. July 2017. So using that same math, we can probably expect this game out or this DLC out uh, summer of this year. Yeah, that makes sense to me. Um, But maybe throwing a wrench in it, I don't know if this actually does throw a wrench in it or not. Nintendo promised that they would be supporting Splatoon 3 for two full years after launch, Um, you know, with uh, Splatfests and, uh, you know, adding new uh, items and uh, worlds and uh, maps and stuff. Uh, so i i still think it's it's a pretty reasonable to expect this dlc to come out this summer yeah in fact i would say it probably makes it more
1: likely because you have like the initial release and then one year of content Mm -hmm. and then they release this next you know like major uh dlc and then have one more year after that
0: uh what do you think the likelihood is that the uh, DLC will become part of the Nintendo Switch Online Plus Expansion Pass.
1: Ooh, that'd be uh, that'd be nice. I would like that a lot. I would say it's so. The thing with the Octo Expansion is that obviously when it launched, um, you know, they didn't have the Plus Expansion Yeah Pass version of uh, the Nintendo Switch Online. They didn't
0: have that like premium tier, and so. So, yeah, so when it got added, it was sort of like a retroactive, like, oh, by the way, if you didn't spend money on this, now you have access to it. Right,
1: but we have seen it, like, that Plus Expansion Pass Pack, I can't remember what it's called. Yeah, it, me neither. But anyways, uh, we've seen it get DLC at launch, like it did with Happy Home Paradise. And so, with
0: and with Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. Yeah, like, so
1: I would say pretty, I think the j- odds are pretty good.
0: Uh, All right, next up in the uh, DLC is Xenoblade Chronicles 3, um, part of its expansion pass, uh, Waves 3 and 4 will be releasing this year. Wave 3, uh, is the, the date it's gonna come out is by April 30th. So just by the end of April, it'll, it'll be out. Um, it looks like it's similar in scale to Wave 2. Um, uh, it lists uh, challenge battles, new character, and new outfits. Um, but Wave 4, which is dated just the end of the year, so at some point during the year, Wave 4 will come out. Uh, and I think this is going to be the big one. Um, it it says it uh, the bullet point is that it contains quote a new original story scenario. So there's uh, like the last big piece of Xenoblade Chronicles three um, content will be. Be out before the end of the year at some point.
1: And with Xenoblade Chronicles two, that big like DLC piece was Torna the Golden Country, which they also released as just a standalone game. Yeah. Um, I wonder if they'll do the same thing here. Like, I wonder if that was successful for them.
0: Well, so I the the thing with Torna is like it started as DLC and then they spun it off into like its own game, like it's released separately as its own thing. Right. My memory was that that happened at the same time
1: though. Was that not true? What do you mean? Like. The same date it was released as DLC, it was released as a standalone game.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I don't think it was ever released as just DLC. I think they released it as a standalone game that uh, is just obviously related to Xenoblade Chronicles 2. Look, here's the thing. I think we're saying the same thing. I think we are, yes. Uh, but I'm right and you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> hey, do you know what? Fair. Uh, And then Fire Emblem Engage, we were just talking about it, uh, also has an expansion pass. Um, The first wave of it, uh, of, of the DLC comes out the day the game launches on uh, January 20th. And I think this is the bit that includes the three. It is. They're sneaky. Edelgard and Dimitri and uh, Claude Uh from Fire Emblem Three Houses. My best boys and girl. (laughs) Um, So uh, I think I'm doomed to buy this uh, this, uh, expansion pass. Um, And then there are uh, three more waves, two, three, and four that are all promised to be delivered by the end of the year. So, um, you know, starting off the year with a new Fire Emblem game that's going to get seemingly kind of robust support uh, throughout the rest of the year. And then, of course, there's Pokemon Scarlet and
1: Violet, which this DLC has not actually been announced or anything. But, you know, looking... First, there's data miners who have been covered Pokemon, like, in the data for the game that don't actually appear in the game yet. And also, if you look back at Sword and Shield, uh, instead of having like a third version, like mm-hmm. uh, Pokemon games historically, or a, like a s- or direct ultra sequel, versions, right? Yes. Yeah, um, like Pokemon games generally did. They released th- three pieces of DLC. Uh, I think just two. Oh, you're right, just yeah. two. Um, like over the ne- the year after it was released, so there was Isle of Armor, which released in June of
0: 2020, and then Crown Tundra which released in October of 2020 and that's after the uh 2019 release of Sword and Shield. So within like November 2019. So within the year the two sets of DLC came out. We don't know if that'll be the same uh like release strategy for Scarlet and Violet. Technically we don't know if there will be DLC. Seems like a pretty safe bet. Yeah, to me. it feels pretty likely. Um so the Sword and Shield DLC was announced in January in its own like uh Pokemon showcase event thing um so i would guess that we actually don't have too much longer uh, until we'll actually find out uh when and what the DLC is uh although when the when they were announced in january we only got the name of the isle of armor uh and the dates for the two releases but we didn't know crown tundra by name until later in the year uh so that's kind of it for what we know Um, let's pivot over to talking about Nintendo switch online because there's obviously stuff that we do know there. Um, we've got games coming out, uh, on the Nintendo 64 Nintendo switch online app. We don't know, uh, when they'll come out, if they'll continue to put them out one a month, um, as was sort of the cadence for a while. That was like the fourth week of the month they would put out one game, but then they put out two Mario party games, the third week of November, and then haven't done anything since. Right. So here uh but if we yeah. if if they are putting
1: out one a month then we know basically the 6th
0: so we know like half of the year. Yeah, uh, the which would match
1: match kind of with how we what we know about Nintendo's release schedule in general. It's True. kind of like yeah. the first half of the year. Uh,
0: so the games that we still have coming are Mario Party 3, Pokemon Stadium, Pokemon Stadium 2, which they could release those at the same time, right? Uh Excitebike 64, 1080 Snowboarding and GoldenEye 007. Which That could also be coming out at any point. Right. We have it at, like, the end of the list there, but that's sort of because they saved it as, like, a special announcement. Likely that'll be launching at the same time that it does on the Xbox consoles, Um, but who knows?
1: Yep. Uh, Just also a note there that Japan is getting Harvest Moon
0: 64. We are not. That's right. Now, something else related to the Nintendo Switch Online. The Wii U and 3DS e-shops are closing down in March this year. We're in the year now where those where the last uh, Nintendo virtual consoles are, are getting shut down. Um, so, if you know, does Nintendo need to provide more like robust support for their uh, classic game libraries? Uh, you know, beyond the six Nintendo 64 games that we just talked about, are they? going to have a place for that on switch uh, with these e-shops closed or like what what do we think we're not going to find out anything until april right like if there are more libraries coming if there's a virtual console coming like we won't know anything until after the e-shops close my personal opinion is that this
1: is it like that the virtual consoles are going to close and of course we're going to get some of those games and some of those platforms are in some form in the future. But just like we've seen with GameCube games, you know, like they're not really accessible anywhere. Yeah. You know, and so I do think that there are parts of the libraries that have been available on 3DS and Wii U that are just gone for a long time. But I also think if we think about how Nintendo is really focused on, you know, uh, these Nintendo accounts that when whatever the next switch is, you're still going to have the NES online. You're still going to have the SNES online. You're still going to have the N64 online. And so I don't think we're getting... The Sega any...
0: Genesis online. Oh, the Sega Genesis. That's too
1: <laughs> That's that, That's right. It's there. It's still um, there. And, uh, and so I think that's, like, for the Switch, I personally do not expect anything more. Because I think they're going to want
0: to hold something... for for whatever comes next yeah yeah it's uh we'll we'll talk a little bit more about like the future of Nintendo accounts uh and maybe even what we're going to see from them this year uh later down in this list but I I do think it is possible that um they start working towards a unified like platform for access to these games um whether that's through the Switch or just through the Switch like or through, just through the current Switch or, you know, a future hardware of some kind. Uh, that, th- those are all question marks, um, but they will be fun questions to have answered. Um, you know, uh, you, we mentioned that uh, we've got six Nintendo 64 games. And if that covers the first six months of the year, um, then maybe uh, it would make sense for them to put the uh, large-scale Splatoon 3 DLC in as, like, one more thing to keep people around. Um, subscribe to the expansion pass. Well, that and DK sixty four. Got to get DK six. I mean, yeah, honestly, DK sixty four and Diddy Kong Racing. Like, bring those two games to to this. They can't. These can't be the last ones. No, right? no, no way. We got to keep going.
1: Also, we would be uh uh uh. Wow, I can't think remiss. Of word. Uh, yes, that's the word. We would be remiss if we didn't talk about like major tentpole events. For Nintendo's year, and of course, you know, like, uh, we don't know exactly when Nintendo Directs presentations are going
0: to happen, but history is a pretty good guide in this regard. It is, uh, February. We will get a direct in fe- February. Um, there, there was a long time when these were happening in January, but hey, February is the new January. Um, the previous dates of these things uh, last year was uh February 9th, the Year before was the seventeenth. The year before was tw- uh the twentieth. Uh, so uh, February 20th, 2020, that's the the year that was just Animal Crossing. Um, the year before that was the, the 13th. Uh, and then in 2018, it was a, a March direct, March 8th. Um, but so pretty, pretty solid, pretty reliably, there's a direct in February. Yep. And then, of course,
1: there is usually a direct in June usually around E3 last year of course there was no E3 and Nintendo didn't do their traditional like presentation but they did do like a partner showcase which looked like a Nintendo Direct with all first party stuff stuff like lopped off yeah um but we know that E3 is back this year uh, June 13th through 16th in LA it's you know live it's rebooted and the assumption is that Nintendo is going to be a part of it and a big part of it, like they have been
0: historically, but I guess we don't really know for sure. We don't know for sure, and we also don't know what they would be showing at it. Um, not uncommon, right? That they they frequently announce games and do their booth up, you know, in uh, the the theme of that game that they just announced. Um, but like, <clears throat> you know, it's crazy to think that like Breath of the Wild, not Breath of the Wild, Tears of the Kingdom, um, what is probably going to be their biggest release of the year will have been out for a month by the time e3 comes around
1: so yeah that is
0: weird it won't be at e3 yeah so
1: maybe we get uh because of course tears of the kingdom you're right is like it is probably like the big big release yeah of the year but maybe in january we get maybe more information on like pikmin 4 some other like games of that caliber that that is what they're showing at E3.
0: But can you imagine if they, like, decked out their booth as Pikmin? And you're just, like, walking around this? giant You are flowers. Pikmin. <laughs> we had to, like, dress in, like, a, a red onesie and just, like, walk around. So one of the Nintendo handlers picks us up and throws <laughs> yeah. us at, like, some giant bug thing. But,
1: yeah, that that is, that is interesting because, you know, normally they'd be promoting their big uh, holiday game at uh, E3. And we don't – we really have no sense of what, like – is out there looming past um Tears of the Kingdom.
0: Yeah. I mean, like it's it's kinda wild that like May is such a, a strange release date for like a big game like that. Um like it's not quite a summer game and it's not like in that early beginning of the year window where it's like, you know, picking up uh, you know, just people needing something new and it's not holiday. Like it's just a May release. Yeah. Um and obviously that'll fall night we'll find out about Tears of the Kingdom. Uh, at the February Direct, like, for sure. So I, I don't think we're going to miss out on being shown that game. Uh, but, yeah, just, like, what what does that leave for, for E3? Well, especially thinking back to Breath
1: of the Wild yeah. and how, even though that wasn't released until March of 2017, E3 2016 was, like, all Breath of the Wild. And people could go in, and it was, like, hands-on. They were playing on the Great Plateau. Yep. And we won't have any of
0: that for we Tears of the Kingdom. We won't have game. any I of mean, that. I mean, you know,
1: I'm, may, Nintendo, I'm sure, will do previews also, and, nuts, like, events. But n- like, sorry. Just no, a, but, yeah.
0: Just a, that, that that was, like, nine months before that game came yeah. out. Yeah. That's so early.
1: Yeah. So, like, n- v- nothing like
0: that for yeah. Tears of the Kingdom.
1: Yeah. That is really crazy to think.
0: Uh, and then, of course, we will definitely get a Direct in um, September. Uh, we've gotten them uh, each of the last five years. Uh, I won't go through the dates, but there, there's been a September uh, Direct. Uh, although one, uh, 2020 was the Mario 35th anniversary Direct, which felt like a little not exactly in line with like the sort of general Nintendo Direct. But it happened. I'm counting it. Um, uh, so I look forward to a Direct eight months from now. So we
1: went through the list of games that uh we know about, but are there other games that we should maybe be expecting this year
0: or Yeah. So this and this is uh I I, I don't know if this like falls in the realm of speculation or what, but it's uh, I think things that we can assume we'll see this year. Uh one, Pokemon. We'll see a Pokemon game of some kind. Um the uh in twenty twenty, the the year of Sword and Shield's uh DLC, that sort of took the place of like the main Pokemon game, but there was like the Mystery Dungeon and oh, right. something else came out. There's always some kind of Pokemon game that, that comes out. So Pokemon in some form will come out this year. Uh and then I'm gonna I'm gonna invoke it, Metroid Prime Four. Yeah. Is it time that we hear about Metroid Prime Four? Uh oof. Man, I... Or the Metroid Prime trilogy.
1: I know. Well, see, that's the thing is, like, there Prime are... Prime Remake. They, right, right. Something <laughs> Metroid? Maybe. I'd be willing to buy that. I mean, I could see Metroid Prime 4 being E3 booth worthy. Whoa.
0: Like a big, scary, dark, sci-fi Nintendo Yeah, booth? if you were going to, like, Whoa. do
1: something, you know, like, like you could build a whole booth around sure. um, Metroid Prime 4. But I don't know. It's it does. On the one hand, even after it was rebooted, it has been a long time since we heard anything about it,
0: and yet it still feels too soon to me. I mean, it this this is one of those like uh that I I won't believe it. it like even when they announce it, they're like Metroid Prime Four coming out. You know, October. I'll uh-huh. be like, when it comes out, I will believe it. Yeah. But until that moment, I will suspect that you'll take it away from me and say, <laughs> we're starting over. Uh, and then
1: I have listed on here that, like, um, and this is not probably the same caliber of those two, but Outer Wilds was announced 2021. Like, it's been a while yeah. for Switch and just has, like, been consistently delayed and now is just to be determined like if you go on Nintendo's website it's there but it just says
0: TBD. Yeah. So maybe it'll come out in 2023. Who knows? Uh when speaking of who knows, we've got a whole category here of what's not here. What do we what do we know that's like out there in the ether but is not uh like that there no one's uh, uh talking about there are no there are just no plans for a lot of this stuff. But let's talk about it all uh because it It's a lot of open questions. Uh, The first, of course, Advance Wars One plus Two reboot camp.
1: Yeah, I really, I, I really don't know.
0: I could see this never coming out. I could also see it never coming out. I think if it doesn't come out this year, that's it. Like, if we go a whole year, a whole like other year, um, without this game coming out, then it's never. Then it's hitting the shelves. I also
1: wondered, like, with the um the way that it was canceled right with you know them saying due to world events which were obviously like the war in Ukraine how do you like remarket it how do you bring it back right or do you just quietly release it or do you just quietly kill it
0: yeah i mean i think they're in the process of quietly killing it right um but yeah like can you i suppose you can quietly release it it's not like Advance Wars is a low enough profile game that like it's not going to upset anyone, right? Although Nintendo's pretty sensitive to that kind of thing. They don't want to put out a game that might upset someone. Yeah,
1: I I really yeah, I really don't know. They it just feels like they're a little bit in like a bind here. Yeah. Um because you can't really go all out. It doesn't feel like, you know, with the war in Ukraine still going on that you can like just go all out with marketing it after you pulled it, right? Because right. of world events, but um, yeah, I don't know.
0: Couldn't G- do any three booth. Uh, <laughs> Advance Wars One Plus Two. Yeah, re-book. it would yeah. just be
1: it would just be weird. Also, what about uh, a new version of the Switch? If you look at like their two year revision schedule that we've seen historically, something could be coming out in 2023. You know, you had the original Switch in 2017. You had the Switch light and the like main Switch revision in 2019 and then the switch oled in october of 2021 so we'd kind of be due for something in the fall um but no rumors or i mean we heard rumors of what turned out to be the oled for right felt like decades right yeah
0: it it really (laughs) did feel like decades um and hey did we uh did we perpetuate some of that sure sure are we part of the problem you bet um but so in any in any event um uh yeah it seems like it is the schedule uh, i know you just got your oled but um
1: i know i'm telling you right now patrick i've committed to whatever the next revision is i'm just gonna get it at launch <laughs>
0: what yeah <laughs> uh that's incredible mark <laughs> just whatever it is it, yeah, does, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. matter okay great um All right, then a little note here: um, Game and Watch. Uh, There were two years in a row where we had uh, Game and Watch. We had a Zelda one in 2021 and a Mario one in 2020. By the way, in our 2021 prediction episode, I predicted the Zelda Game and Watch. Um, uh, But then the last year, I predicted uh, Game and Watch for 2022, and guess what? Didn't happen. Uh, no Game and Watch in 2022. Is this program dead? Or are they done doing this?
1: I think they, you know, Nintendo, in comedy, there's the rule of threes. Nintendo does twos. Nintendo does twos. They're like, you know, we're going to do the, uh, the NES Mini and the SNES Mini, and then we're done. Right.
0: We're going to release the first two Famicom Detective Club games, but not the third one. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, Nintendo is like, we're going to do something really cool twice. <laughs>
1: That's it. That's it. So no, I yeah, I th- I think this is probably it. I I think I think they're <laughs> so done. So frustrating. Yeah. Um, how about amiibo? So of the Smash Brothers line, Sora is out there looming, but I think for me personally, we're past the point where we're gonna see a, an announcement of a Sora amiibo,
0: because it seems like that would have happened by now. And I mean, maybe it's uh, it's also because Sora is either owned or co-owned by Disney. Yeah, it's like tied up
1: in so many different
0: yeah, well, uh, rights mean, at that point. This is really the the key thing is that like no part of Nintendo owns Sora, right? Uh, that you have to get the okay from Disney and Square Enix at the very least uh, to make and sell this thing. Um, so yeah, it, it, it seems like he's probably going to be wrapped up uh, in uh, rights purgatory forever. Um, but it's also like... He's the only one. He's the only. Yeah, character. it's a little weird. It's a little weird. Yeah. Hopefully,
1: someday Sakurai in his new video series, yeah, talks he'll, about he'll it. He'll
0: go deep and spill all the tea about uh-huh. like all,
1: all of the dirty dealing. But do you think we just continue to see like a few amiibo uh, trickle out here and there? Because like I, it does, feels unlikely to me that there's going to be like
0: this great amiibo resurgence. But do you think they're basically. Done. I think. I mean, probably. Uh, you know, the like, will we get Tears of the Kingdom Amiibo? Yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, like, I sort of feel like, yeah, right. Like the Zelda Amiibo sell incredibly well, um, and you know, the the Breath of the Wild Amiibo, especially, like, you know, they sold they sold the Amiibo of the champions. Like, those are some like D list Zelda characters. <laughs> I love them, but like, you know, Revali? Like, what are we doing? <laughs> All the rest of the amiibos are like the character whose name is on the box. Yeah, you're right. Um, so yeah, I I I, I don't know. I, I I feel like Tears of the Kingdom will be the test case. Mm-hmm. If we get, uh, if we don't get Tears of the Kingdom amiibo, that's it. That's
1: the end of it. So Resident Evil Four remake is coming out on other platforms in March, and I don't expect this necessarily anytime soon. But do you think like by the end of the year we see a cloud version on Switch?
0: a great question because all of the re- all the rest of the like modern resident evil games are playable on switch via the cloud um yeah I, I mean maybe maybe next year right like maybe around a year after the original release they uh start putting it up on cloud um that would be my guess that probably not this year but like to- totally possible not
1: on switch obviously because it yeah, uh, It does not exist, but are you going to play the Resident Evil 4 remake?
0: Are you excited for the Resident Evil yeah, 4 remake? I'm, yeah, I, you know, I, I haven't put too much thought into it, but I love the original. I like the style of the remakes, um, but I still also have uh, Resident Evil 3 remake that I've not touched. Um, but 4 is a better game than 3. Call me when they do Code Veronica, all right? <laughs> um all right, Mark, we've got a category here that's just crazy add-ons slash peripherals slash alternate ways to interact with the Switch. Um, because, uh, let me just go through the history here. Nintendo's done some neat things with the Switch uh, that take advantage of, you know, all of its uh, capabilities. In April 2018, we got the first two uh, Labo kits, the Variety Kit and the Robot Kit. September 2018, we got the Vehicle Kit for Labo. Uh, April 2019, we got the VR kit for Labo. That's the last we heard of Labo. Um, in October 2019, we got Ring Fit Adventure. And in October 2020, we got the Mario Kart Live Home Circuit, sort of like AR um, driving carts in real life thing. But since then, Nintendo's not really put out something like this. I get You can maybe make the argument for Nintendo Switch Sports last year um, as being like a different way to interact with the Switch. Um, but it seems like they've slowed down this cadence of like new inventive peripheral related stuff for the Switch.
1: Yeah, it is interesting, especially because early in the life of the Switch, like pretty early because it was before Labo came out, we heard Nintendo talk a lot about part of the plan to extend the life of the Switch as a console yes. is like finding new and interesting ways for people to play it that are unexpected. So when Labo came out, it was like, oh, this is clearly an example of that. But like you said, it that has kind of like... Um, kind of dropped
0: off. So the next thing we wanted to talk about here was uh, the two new companies that Nintendo either formed or announced that they were forming last year. Um, The first of which is Nintendo Pictures Co. Limited. uh, Formerly Dynamo Pictures was acquired by Nintendo and relaunched as Nintendo Pictures Co. Ltd. in October 2022 to create quote, visual content using Nintendo properties. Uh, Do that's it's an interesting thing. They obviously have this partnership with Illumination to make uh, movies, but uh, where w- are we gonna ever find out more about like what Nintendo Pictures works on, right? Or so makes. My memory from when this
1: was announced is that Dynamo Pictures in its former life had made like an anime series or two before, but mostly was like had expertise
0: in mocap and. Uh, you know, like right, um, and had done cut some of the cutscenes like that for a Nintendo <laughs> game, and I don't want to venture which one it is. I'm gonna
1: guess Other <laughs> M, but I feel like it might have been another M. M. I feel yeah. like
0: I feel like that's right.
1: So, uh, good track record. Uh, so <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, uh, you know, for whatever those games' problems were, there is no point that I was like, "That's bad mocap."
0: I mean, great point. I thought you were gonna say there's no point where you said uh, that's a bad cutscene because there definitely were points. I mean, all of them. All of it's bad cutscenes. Uh, that being said, so yeah,
1: I I tend to think that like this is going to be more about you know visual content in games, and yeah. that we won't necessarily see like a new animated series on net in partnership with Netflix from that's being produced by them.
0: Uh, but if we do, maybe we'll see it this year. Who knows. That's right. And maybe that is what Metroid 4 has turned into. Oh, my. If Metroid Prime 4 (laughs) is an animated series on Netflix, (laughs) I may quit this whole thing, Mark.
1: (laughs) Also, uh, another venture that Nintendo has formed with another company is uh, Nintendo Systems Co. Limited. And uh, this was announced in 2022 as a joint venture between DNA, who you may remember from Nintendo's mobile ventures, um, and Nintendo. This new company
0: will focus on Nintendo accounts and, quote, the digitization of Nintendo's business. Which I maintain is still the funniest way to express uh, any kind of change. Uh, Nintendo makes video games. (laughs) Uh, Their business is digital. It doesn't get much more digital than Nintendo. Um, So, you know, uh, this is Nintendo accounts. Uh, need to be focused on right there needs to be a company that manages these things um, because there are a lot of ways in which Nintendo has fallen behind uh, eh, forever Has just always been behind uh, Sony and Microsoft as they administer their online services for uh, PlayStation and Xbox respectively Um, so it's encouraging to know that they are clued in this way, um, but I don't really know what to expect from this. they like, is this going to be another just like behind the scenes? Right. Yeah. And from the wording that you
1: have here from the official like notice of this joint venture, so it talks about the relationship between Nintendo and DNA. And part of it, it says, you know, like Nintendo entrusts DNA with the joint development and operation of membership services for various devices. And let's set the various devices p- apart uh, aside for just a second. Yeah. And the way that this is written, where it's like Nintendo in trust, like currently in trust, it's like, it is is it possible the DNA is already involved in this, in like the management of Nintendo accounts? Yeah. And this
0: is just like expanding on that partnership? Right. Well, you know... Th- the Super Mario Run, for example, uh, you can make friends in that game that then carry over to your Switch. It's the same account. Um, it'll know and suggest those same friends to you. It's it's still not a one-for-one. One. It still can only, like, read them and say, like, oh, if they also have a, a Switch, then you can make friends with them uh, on on the platform. Uh, but, yeah, so there's some amount of account management that they're already letting DNA tackle. Um, but let's... that That various... Devices membership services for various devices is encouraging to me, especially uh, in conjunction with these two other things I pulled from the uh, official notice, uh, the like business notice. Um, first is the the data foundation. Uh, this company doesn't actually exist yet. It, it will be founded on April third, twenty twenty three, which is yes just immediately after the 3DS and Wii U e shops closed down. So, look, if they're, like, shuttering one way to preserve their legacy library and starting up a, a company that is interested in online services, uh, maybe that's where the legacy library goes. I don't know. Um, and then the uh, other just, like, description of, uh, of the business, it's kind of just, like, a list of, like, tags of, like, metadata. Um, but here are the tags that they list uh, that um, Nintendo Systems Co. will be engaged in. Quote, game business, live streaming business, sports business, healthcare and medical business, and new businesses and others. Uh, And it's that live streaming businesses, uh, or business, that really sticks out to me.
1: We're going to gloss right over healthcare and medical business? We can! (laughs) (laughs) You're on on your hospital ventilator, you're um, uh, logging in with your Nintendo account to get points in Pokemon
0: Breathe? Look... (laughs) (laughs) Pokemon, breathe! (laughs) Um, Yeah, yes. Okay, that's bizarre. That is a bizarre uh, thing for this to be tagged with. But live streaming business, like... Uh, is that live streaming games? Is it live streaming yeah. video content? Right. Uh, are we going to see that um, uh, Metroid Prime 4 animated series that you were talking about uh, through your new Nintendo account uh, as you were accessing it on whatever device you want? Because, That's right.
1: Because And would Metroid Prime 4 animated series even be on Netflix or does Nintendo have their own streaming service Nintendo in the world? Nintendo Flix.
0: And, you know, the, the fact that live streaming business is... Uh, right next to sports business makes me think it's probably esports that they're actually involved with, um, and you know if they hold a uh, Splatoon three world championship and then are also like broadcasting it out to you know a Twitch like service uh, that you are accessing on your Switch or through your Nintendo account on another device, um, it seems like the possibilities here are endless.
1: Yeah, I agree. It be and I think. I guess, you know, glass half full on the fact that Nintendo's online infrastructure and, like, their, um, uh, where they're at today is so, like, nascent is that, you're right, like, it
0: could go anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, what? yeah, exactly. Um, Nintendo has never let, uh, something having not existed before stop them from making something exist, right? Um. They're a weird company. They do weird stuff. And now they have two more companies under them to help them do more weird things. Uh, All right, Mark, let's talk some notable anniversaries we got Uh, coming up this uh year. Uh, I feel like Mario's
1: 35th anniversary really poisoned all of our brains. I think so,
0: too. I I didn't write down any 35th (laughs) anniversaries because I don't think that's a thing. (laughs) Anyway, this year is the 40th anniversary of Donkey Kong 3. <laughs> I would
1: love if, like, you had the year of Luigi, you had Mario's 35th. Oh my God, the year of Stanley
0: like, the Bugman.
1: <laughs> and it's like, hey, yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's like, no, like, we're going all out for Donkey Kong 3. <laughs> that would be so amazing. I would love
0: that so much. Okay, that one's a little bit of a joke, but the next two I think are real or could be actionable. Um, This is the 30th anniversary of Star Fox, the original Star Fox, and therefore the entire series. Star Fox will be 30 years old this year. Um, Haven't seen a new Star Fox game in kind of a while. Yeah, since Star Fox Zero. Uh, Zero and Guard and Star Fox Two, which all came out within a year of each other. Oh, that's right. Um, c- c- crazy. Uh, uh, so that who knows? Maybe they'll they'll do something uh, for that. And then this is also the 25th anniversary of The Legend of Zelda: The Ocarina of Time. I would love to see. Oh, I was going to say like the 3D
1: remake, but I don't really know how that would work on Switch. And I guess we have Ocarina of Time on n64 switch online
0: yeah but the 3d remake is like so good it's so good and like the just the improvements to the graphics which would obviously need to be like completely redone uh to put them on a a tv screen um but yeah i don't know whatever remake ocarina of time again who cares (laughs) yeah
1: uh, honestly if anything on this anniversaries list
0: this feels the most likely to me to be acknowledged in some way yeah um or even they just put out an amiibo of <laughs> right yeah <laughs> you know, wh- whoever, I don't know. Um, this is also the 25th anniversary of Banjo-Kazooie. Man, those were really the same year? Banjo-Kazooie and yeah. Ocarina of Time, wow. Um, And sort of the 25th anniversary of the Mario Party series came out in Japan originally in December 1998 and in the West in uh, 99. Um, the, We've got no shortage of Mario Parties party games we that we know mario party 3 is coming to nintendo switch online this year we just got one and two uh plus you know we've got no shortage of mario party games um this is also the 20th anniversary of the mario and luigi series
1: shout out to jake in our discord shout out to jake (laughs) this might be the only mention of mario and luigi (laughs) (laughs) through the year so uh uh, and asking it,
0: do you expect Nintendo to uh, acknowledge the 20th anniversary?
1: I, I, I don't. Uh, I, you know, I saw this posed online somewhere that like, do you think Alpha Dream would have not gone bankrupt if uh, that last Mario and Luigi remake was released on Switch instead of 3DS?
0: Yes, I do. I, I think yeah, because it would have sold more than like better 200,000 copies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What a bummer. Yeah, a, a huge bummer. Um, yeah, the the Bowser's Inside Story remake, which came out so late in 3DS lifecycle, um, that no one was even thinking about it. Like after uh, Metroid: Samus Returns, um, like a full year after it. Right. Yeah. It is also the 20th anniversary of Kirby Air Ride, a game I've never played. Yeah, I've never played either. Um, Mark, those are the notable anniversaries. There may be some like more recent ones, but I think anything less than twenty years is like why why would they celebrate it? Really? Yeah, totally. Um Mark, that's it. We we've we've gone through our list now. Is there anything on here that we didn't cover or any like hopes or dreams you have for next year? Uh, out of Nintendo. Oh man, hopes and dreams—that
1: feels so unscientific, and I feel so great point keyed into my left
0: brain right now. Okay, well then, forget it. <laughs> uh, I, I'm not even going to solicit hopes or dreams from our listeners. Listeners, if you have scientific data <laughs> that you can provide to us uh, to point out something that we missed for next year, uh, uh, please email us at Nintendo Cartridge Society at, at gmail.com. gmail.com. All right, Mark, let's get out of here. That is going to do it for this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society. You can follow us on Twitter. I'm at Patrick underscore Ellers. Mark is at MKE. Mitchell. And the show is at Nin Cart Society. There's also a Discord. You should get in that Discord. Uh, email probably email us is is uh, more reliable now. As I think both Mark and I are. Slowly drifting away from Twitter. Um, so email us Nintendo Cartridge Society at gmail.com, gmail.com for an invitation and we will let you in there. Anthony DeLuca made our logo. Our theme music is provided by ApeBetty. You can get more of his music by going to ApeBetty.com or by listening right now. From my co-host, Mark Mitchell, this is Patrick Ellers saying thank you for listening.